Good morning. Welcome to church this morning. We're so glad all of you are here. Let's stand and worship together.
Amen. Good morning, everyone. It's so good to see you. Come on, let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Today is going to be an awesome day, and I am so excited. Look at your neighbor and say, today is going to be awesome. Look at your neighbor on the other side and say, your faith is going to be charged today. All right, come on and give them both high fives on both sides and say, it's good to see you today. All right, you guys can be seated today. Uh, what an honor it is to have you today. And uh, if you are a guest with us today, we want to say welcome. And uh, you're in for a special treat. We don't, our services don't normally uh, go this direction, but, but today it is. And let me tell you why we're doing what we're doing. Because uh, Jesus would declare, he would tell us to go and make disciples and he would tell us to go uh, throughout the world. And, 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 but in that, he also said, uh, go and make disciples and baptizing them. And so that's what we're doing today. And what baptism is, come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. What baptism is, it does not save us. But what baptism does is it basically signifies and when we go underwater that we are signifying Christ's death burial and resurrection when we come back up what it is is when we come out out of the water is that we are declaring that we know Jesus Christ and from that point on we're moving forward come on let's just love on the Lord today come on you guys you guys can come on in This is Asher Fields. We, I'm going to cry because I love these kids like they're my own. And I'm so proud of them for making this decision and um, doing this in front of you all today. They are some bashful kids. So this is a big, big step for them. Um, so I am just so thankful for this decision that you've made, Asher. All right, are you ready? Okay, let's do it.
This is Asher's sister, Maddie, and I am so excited with her because she was in our Wednesday night prims class, and I remember the day that she said that prayer of salvation because she cried, and it was such a powerful moment that we just, I mean, we were amazed to see her, and we know it was a real moment for her, so we are so proud of her for taking this next step. And she's bashful, so this is a big step for her, isn't it? This is Scout, everyone. I don't know if you guys can see her. Can you guys see her okay? Aaron, can you lift her up a little bit so people can see her? I don't know if you can see her or not. Scout is 10 years old, and I I was just talking to her, and I just said, Scout, you love Jesus? He said, absolutely, I do. And what what an honor it is today to do this. And so uh, we're just so excited for you today, okay? You ready to do this? All right. Guys, this is Alicia Jones. I was just talking to her. We were kind of, I was, I was seeing if she wanted to say something. She said, I'm not really a speaker, but that's okay. She's speaking volumes by doing what she's doing today. <laughs> you don't realize that you are. I don't know about you, but my faith is just being charged right now, and I love to see this. So, uh,
watch that step Hey guys, this is Connor. I, I just, I, I, I just wanted to just run something by him. And um, Connor's been coming to our church for a while now, and he typically comes on on Wednesday nights, part of our youth, and uh, go ignite. And uh, on, uh, he's been coming on Sundays. Uh, and uh, I, with his permission, I, I, he raised his hand for salvation uh, within the last, uh, I don't know, it's probably been six weeks ago. And God is doing a work in this young man's life, and we are so excited for that. And uh, so we're going to baptize you, Connor, all right? This is Sheldon, and uh, I appreciate them. They, they are attendees of our church, and we're so grateful for them. We love them, and uh, they, you'll see them out. Uh, Randy will be o over here in a minute, but uh, they greet on Sunday mornings, and uh, he's just a joy. And God has done a lot in Sheldon's life, and, uh, and I love that. God's always on the move. He's always doing something. <laughs> and so uh, Sheldon's made the decision to, to be baptized today, and, I, and we're, we're going to stand behind that, okay?
this is Randy, and uh, and I appreciate their commitment as a family. And sometimes life is not perfect; situations happen, but through it all, God is good. Amen. So we're going to baptize her this morning. This is Emily, guys, and uh, I was just talking to her, and, and she's accepted Jesus into her heart, and uh, she said that she loves the Lord, so uh, we're going to baptize her this morning, amen? This is Lizzie. She's 12 years, or about to be 12 years old, she told me. She clarified she's about to be 12. And uh, she's accepted Jesus into her heart. And so this is, a, this is a great moment for her, okay? This is Dell. Me and Dell got history. We do. We do. Uh, a year, well, 2019, I was able to speak a camp in Kentucky that this church went to. And not even knowing Dell at all or anything about him, we threw football together for about an hour straight till my shoulder about fell off. And this guy kept going and going and going and going and going. And so we have history. He, He's accepted Jesus into his life, and he loves the Lord, 
And this is a great moment. This is a great moment for you, all right? Guys, this is Alex, and uh, this is your, well, uh, how many services have you been here? This is his fifth service here with us. This is what it's about. He's accepted Jesus into his heart. He loves the Lord, and uh, I've asked them if they all want to say something. Not many of them want to say anything, but that's okay. Uh, I'll be there, Aaron, today. I'll be their mouthpiece today. And so we're going to baptize you. This is a great moment for you. I know this is taking a little bit longer than normal, but we can be patient for this right here. We'll do this all day long if they keep coming. This is Louie. And let me tell you something. I've seen God do a dynamic work in this young man since I've been here. And I, I caught him the other day. I, I, I'm going to say this. I, I don't know if you're okay with it, but I'm going to say it, all right? But I caught him after church the other day and uh, was talking to him. And I, I just caught him, and the Holy Spirit just stopped me and, and told me to say something to him in that moment. And Louie, you... You know God's called you. You have a calling on your life. But today you're professing that you're moving forward. What's been done in the past is behind you. Today there's accountability. We're moving forward and God is going to propel you. I believe that in the mighty name of Jesus. He's going to say something. Pastor asked if uh, we wanted to write something down or prepare something to say, and I couldn't do it because uh, I was homeschooled. So. 
Sorry, Mommy. Um, now, I wanted to say thank you to my mom and dad, because uh, they're both here, but um, my dad always, uh, I remember him teaching us to pray at the bedside, and uh, my mom made sure we read a couple of chapters of the Bible today. <laughs> Man. <laughs> um, most of you know me. I used to play drums here. It's been about nine years. Um, the last year that I came here, I was 19 or so, and I started drinking a lot, and it never <laughs> got much better. And I did that for a long time, and it just led me to a lot of bad places. I wound up having, I could tell you all day the things I did, but um, God's brought me from a lot. Uh, I had a lot of just, I put everything in front of me to keep my attention away from him, because I, I, I just wouldn't commit. And well, about six months ago, seven months ago at work, um, I just couldn't turn away from it anymore. And you know, I, I accepted him into my heart again then, and he, he gave me a new heart, so it's no longer for I know I was made to praise him, and you know it's no longer for the things that you know, glorify or suffice me, but the Holy Spirit that works through me, and it's all to give him praise and to give him glory. I had a lot more that I thought I wanted to say, but I don't know if I can say it, but you know he he's my shepherd, and that's all that I want, so I'll just say. Come on, can you stand and give all of these candidates a hand? Can you give Jesus Christ, the head of the church, a hand as well? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, prepare your hearts for worship. They're going to come back. They're going to lead us in some songs of worship. And can we just glorify the Lord this morning? Can we exalt the name above all other names, Jesus Christ? Come on, hallelujah. Can you lift your hands in this house and say, Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We glorify your name. our way. We try to light our own paths, I think, sometimes, and on the way we walk. 
and it's usually a, a dark path when we want to veer off. Narrow is the way, and that's it's kind of a hard word to say, but it's pretty narrow because because the world wants to pull you to the right or to the left, and God wants to take you to that celestial city, to that eternal life, and that means we've got to walk straight, uh, upright and straight. It says death had no stronghold. But his love was stronger. He rose from the grave, and that's, that's such an example of that we said today. He rose from the grave so we can have life and have it more abundantly. That we can, we can take our past and, and get rid of it because he no longer brings those back up. Because he gives us favor. He wants us to walk in his light. Let's sing this song. There's hope. There's hope in Jesus Christ.
Come on, if you believe it.
bless you, Jesus. Father God, we just thank you. We're so grateful for you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we just love your presence. There's peace in your presence. There's joy in your presence. There's love in your presence. There's glory in your presence. Healing in your presence. Deliverance, Father, in your presence. Oh, we just bless you, God. We love you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Oh, we honor you, God. Just center in on him right now.
Can you lift up holy hands? Lord, we worship you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your will and way in this house today, in this place. Lord, there's nothing else that we need more than you, Lord. Lord, we worship you, Lord. We seek you, God. We're a people that are desperate for your touch. We're a people that are desperate and in need for you to move on our behalf. And so, Lord, we seek you today, God, with all that we are, God, holding nothing back. Holding nothing back. I just want you, Lord. What a declaration, God. I just want you. The rest can fade away, God. Only you. Only you are eternal. Only you are eternal, Lord. In your presence. Come on, sing it out, church. I want you to do something with me. There are several needs in our church body, and if you have a need, will you just lift your hand? Or you know someone that has a need, will you just lift your hand? All right. Hands going up all over the place. We're going to pray for, for needs, and we have some that are having procedures this week, some having surgery this week, some... Who, who are struggling, some in their marriages, some with their jobs. But I just feel the anointing in this house today. God's just wrecking me. He's been wrecking me for a minute, but he's just wrecking me. But I believe that whatever your need is, today. The, the Bible says, cast all your cares upon him for he cares for you. And whatever your need is today, this is what I want you to do. I know this is going to sound crazy, but if you have a need today, I want you to just maybe cup your hands like this and, 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 and begin to just cast it to the Lord in a physical sense, in a spiritual sense, saying, God, you take this burden. Lord, you take this need. You carry this weight, Lord. Come on, can you do that with me? Can you just, can you do this? Lord, we pray for the sick and the afflicted in our church. Here you go, God. God, we pray for those who are struggling in their marriage. Here you go, God. We pray for those who need a job. Here you go, God. We pray for those who are afflicted. Here you go, God.
His burden is easy. And His yoke is light. So God, knowing that you are a good, good God, we cast our cares on you. And we say, God, you are a miracle worker. God, you can move mountains. God, you can hold back the seas. Lord, you can move in my situation. Lord, you can, God, you can heal marriages. Lord, you can break bondages. In the name of Jesus, we declare it. God, we receive it. I pray for healing, God, in this body. God, I pray for healing in our nation. God, I pray, Lord, that the spirit of revival would break forth in the mighty anointing of the Holy Spirit would sweep this nation. But, God, I pray right now, let it start right here, right now with me. Come on, can you just give Jesus a hand clap of praise? Can you give Jesus a hand clap of praise? Maybe he hasn't answered it yet, but he is going to. We thank you in advance, God, for what you're going to do. You are a good God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, one more time. Can we lift up holy hands? Can you just begin to thank the Lord, begin to glorify his name in this house? I want to do something here that this is this is not my normal I promise you this is not my normal if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior I'm gonna give you an invitation right here to know him right here right here at this moment so he wants to have a relationship with you you feel the you feel that tugging in your heart you feel that in your in your spirit can I tell you what that is? That's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that no one comes to, to, the, to the Father unless the Spirit begins to woo them. And what you're feeling right now is the Holy Spirit saying, come on. And in this house, listen, I don't want to call you out. I don't want to embarrass you, but I believe this. I believe this. If you make a public confession that God will meet you, he will meet you right where you're at. Now listen, I normally make everyone bow their heads, but today we're going to do something different. I don't know. I'm, the, the, I'm telling you the Holy Spirit is in this place. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, this is what I'm going to tell you to do right now. Run down here to these altars. Run down here to these altars right now. This is your invitation. Don't wait. Some of you are saying, I, I'm worried about what my neighbor's got. Don't worry about what your neighbor is. You, you need to get this right with God. Come on, we're going to tarry just a moment. This is what I want you to do. If, you're, if, you're, if you are a child of God, I want you to begin to pray. I want you to begin to pray right now in this house. Holy Spirit, begin to move and minister right now. This is your moment right here, right now. The Lord is calling you. The Lord is calling you. Listen, you don't have to do it alone. Someone will be down here with you to pray with you. I promise you, we will stand with you. Come on, we're going to tarry just a moment, just a moment. 
We just sang about it. I'm no longer a slave to fear. You know why? Because I'm a child of God. This is your moment. This is your moment. This is your moment. Hallelujah. We honor you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy are you, Lord Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Honor and glory belong to you, Lord. Oh. <laughs> we thank you, Jesus. So what are you waiting on, Pastor? I'm waiting on the, the Holy Spirit. I'm waiting on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> worthy are you, Lord. 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 You're a good God. You love us so much. You love us so much. Hallelujah, Lord. We honor you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. We praise your name, Jesus. Glory be to your name, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. There's no name that's sweeter than the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we honor you. Lord, we praise your name. We're going to tarry just a moment. I thank you for being patient today. Thank you for being patient today as we wait. Hallelujah. Come on, church, you know this song. For the little ones, little ones to Come on, sing yes. <laughs>
Jesus loves me, him who died. Heaven's gates, heaven's gates are open. I like this part right here. Sing it again. Come on, one more time. Lift your voices. Come on, sing it again. Yes, Lord. in the building today but Jesus loves you he loves you right where you're at right now amen what what an anointing I feel in the house today look at your neighbor and say I feel the presence of the Lord in the house today hallelujah Lord we worship you we honor you we thank you Jesus you may be seated thank you today for just uh, for that if you we want to dismiss all of our kids at this moment we're going to let them go ahead and go they they thank you for staying in here during worship let's give them a hand as they're on their way out I, I want to just remind you uh, you know today uh, we, we had a lot going on with with the church today and uh, or this week a lot of things going on uh, many 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 things this uh, we had a a new members class on Wednesday night. On uh, yesterday, our Rural Rangers, everybody that participated, participated in the Derby car race. We weren't able to physically everybody to go up there, but we did it virtually. Did anybody get a chance to watch that yesterday? I watched it. It was it was amazing. And uh, outside in the foyer, if you look, there's a table full of Derby cars. And our church, we had so many people that participated. We had several best of shows, and I'm going to mess it up unless I look at my notes. So let me grab that note real fast so I make sure that I let ever give everyone the accolades that they, they deserve uh, real fast. Here, let me find this. Um, so uh, the best of show in, in her class, Maggie Poole, she got first place. In the best of show, uh, racing, uh, Owen Lemons got second place, and Marshall Hudson got third place in their age division. I felt like our church kind of bullied everybody up there. Uh, in third and fifth grade division, uh, Gage Porter, he got third place. And Jackson Poole got second place in his. And the sixth and eighth grade division, best of show, Macy Bush. 
uh, in third place, Sierra England got in the racing. She got third place. In nine, ninth through 12th division, uh, best of show, Garrett Edenfield from our church. Uh, if you don't do like, everyone's like, who is that? That's my brother-in-law. He was here for a few weeks, and he did a derby card, so he got best of show. And in second place in the race, Wyatt Skiles. And uh, finally, in the adult division, uh, David Bush got the best of show with his. And the grand champion of the best of show awards went to our very own Macy Bush. So... Uh, me and Tristan had a blast. We watched that yesterday, and we were laughing. The commentators were, were hilarious, and they were just, it was fun to watch. We had a blast doing that. And uh, I wanted just to give, let, give everyone their accolades that they, they worked really hard to accomplish their uh, building. I, I didn't do one. Maybe next year I'm going to give David Bush a run for his money. I don't know. I'm, he's an engineer, so he'd probably do better than me. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, it, was, it was a joy to watch. And it's just been a busy week. I just feel the presence of God, and I'm just glad that God is in the house. And uh, today I'm going to speak to you guys, just something real simple. Before I do that, I want to say if you're a guest with us today, welcome. Uh, I am Pastor TJ, and I am so glad that you are here. If you came to celebrate with us the baptisms, we are glad that you're here today. So home folks, can you give all of our guests a welcome, those online, a welcome this morning. We are thrilled that you are here, and so I, I want to just speak to you guys today on a real simple subject, and I've got a real simple thought, simple subject, simple mind, simple person. There you go. That's all you need to know, and I, I've, got, I've got a real, real simple word, and I want to speak to you guys on this simple subject of I am not ashamed. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, I am not ashamed. Look at your neighbor on the other side that you don't like as much and say, I am not ashamed. All right, perfect. Uh, Romans 1.16, and I want to preface this because Romans 1.16 was uh, one of the very first, I don't want to say, say it was the very first Bible verse that I ever uh, memorized, but I, I used to do Bible quizzing. Any Bible, any old, old Bible, okay, a few Bible quizzers in the house. All right, so uh, was Romans 1.16, we were doing the book of Romans, and that was one of the, the questions that I could answer. You had to like verbatim. You have to buzz in. You have to, to quote the scripture perfectly. And so this is, this is one, one of the first scriptures that I was able to do that verbatim. And they're like, that, that's yours. That's the one you got to answer, TJ, because the hard ones we're going to leave for the other people. But Romans 1.16, it simply says this. For I, read it with me. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also to the Greek. Let's read it again. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. You know, probably one of the gutsiest guys in all of history, bow-legged, some say. Some say he had poor eyesight. He was a little rabbi named Paul, and you know him in the scripture, but he was ready to preach the gospel. He finds himself in Romans, the beginning of Romans, wanting to go to Rome to preach the gospel. And Rome, you got to understand something about Rome at this time, where anti-Semitism 
had reared its head. You need, and Paul was a Jew by, by birth, okay? So he was a Jewish person. And so not only did he have that strike against him, but there were also waves of persecution for the Jews and Christians in Rome, okay? Home of Caesar, Nero, who, who put professed Christians in lambskins in arenas with lions and asked them, where is your good shepherd now, mocking them. Crazy, right? And then also, uh, uh, Nero, is also, he would also dip believers in hot wax and turn them into human-sized candles. And as he would drive by in his garden, he would put them in and he would, they would light them on fire. And he'd say, now you are the light of the world. That's the persecution that Paul is going into into Rome. That's the persecution that he was dealing with. That's the persecution that the early church dealt with. And when you put that into perspective, sometimes we realize just how blessed we are with what we have. And so uh, Nero, he would do this, and he would say, how does it feel to light the world as they burn to death? Rome, the leader of the world, had, had made streets and roads had perfected that from city to city, irrigation and water, and was the center of thought and cultural direction. Rome, the entertainment capital of the, ro- uh, of the world. Rome, the place of military strength and might. Does that sound familiar to anybody today? We live in a nation that is the entertainment capital of the world. We live in a nation that has military might. We live in a nation that is all of these things. The world looks to our nation and here Paul is, he's going into Rome and he's there. And we live in a nation that is, that it, that, that is the leader in entertainment and military advancement and, 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 and many advanced great ways. But with all of these advancements, uh, this nation is at a pivotal moment in its history right now. Whether we want to believe it, whether we want to see it, you could put your head in the sand. And here's the question that I have. Will we succumb to humanism Will we succumb to hedonism? Will we succumb to cultural relevance? And here's the thing, and this is the question that I have for us. Or will we stand on the truth of God's word? Here's the thing. We're not much different than Paul was during this time. We are called to lead those to Christ Paul, if you go back to verse 14, he says, I am a debtor, because, and he says this because he says, I'm not in debt to God, but what I am in debt to is to tell everybody in this world that doesn't know Jesus who Jesus is. That's my purpose. He says that in verse 14. And in verse, and in verse 15, he says, I am ready or I am called. Can I tell you this? We are required by the Lord to, to win the loss, to tell people about Jesus. And I'm going to tell you this. The next step for us is we have to be ready. And lastly, here's what Paul says in verse 16. I am not ashamed. I know my purpose. I know what I should be doing. I know I'm called. And the last thing is, I am not ashamed. All things that Paul was. And let me tell you this. I'm reminded of a, of a church sign that I saw one time that said, Our church is like fudge, mostly sweet with a few nuts. And someone thought that was funny. I like that. <laughs> And I pray that isn't the truth here. And if you don't know who the nut is, it might be you. All right. Uh, And I pray that 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 isn't the truth here. But my prayer is that our church will be a church full of the truth of God. That it will be the truth is not relative to feelings. 
The truth is what God says it is. Now, come on, you ought to give Jesus a hand clap of praise on that one. John 14, 6 says this, and Jesus is speaking. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And it's time as believers to get our eyes on Jesus and look at all the things through, the, through his lens of truth of the word of God. And as believers, we know the truth and we are commanded and ordained to spread the good news of Jesus Christ everywhere, go, everywhere we go. I mean, are you guys with me today? Are you with me today? I'm a little charged in my heart today. Can I tell you this about Paul? Paul didn't make excuses going into Rome. He didn't say, I don't want to go into Rome. Matter of fact, he just said, I, I feel compelled to go to Rome. He knew Nero was there. He knew the persecution was there. He says, I feel compelled to do this because people need to know about Christ. So he knew his God, which is our God, was greater than the issues he would face. Do you believe that? And God has not called us to be a church that is ashamed, weak, or timid. But God has given us authority through Jesus Christ and the gospel to be bold, to be strong, and overcoming. Amen? And we cannot be ashamed to be people of God and the church of Jesus Christ and the counterculture in our society. Let me tell you what the society says. It wants the church to be quiet. They want us to be quiet. This is the time. This is the time that God is calling up his people, and he is, he, is, he is drawing the line in the sand. And he's saying, will you serve me? Will you believe in me? Will you follow me? Even if you don't know how it's going to end, will you trust me? And I'm going to give you two reasons, and I'm not going to hold you long here. Paul was not ashamed of the gospel for two reasons. Here's number one. Here's the number one reason right here. He, it, the gospel revives lives. Everyone say, it revives lives. The gospel revives men's lives. The gospel revives women's lives. The gospel revives your life. The gospel revives my life. You know what the scripture says to us? We were dead, dead in sin to life. Romans 3.23 tells us, for all, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all means you, me, everybody. We've all failed. Ephesians 2, 4 through 5 says, but God, listen, here's, here's, here's the qualifier to that statement. We've all sinned, but here's the good news right here. Ephesians 2, 4 through 5 says, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. You may have sinned in your life, but Jesus qualified you to, to, have, to, to be in, in, in a relationship with him. You were dead, but Jesus revives lives today. And how many believe that? Jesus, in 2021, he saves, he heals, delivers. And I believe we're seeing that with our eyes right now. And, man, I believe that, that we, we're going to get testimonies from this service and here's the thing. Our problem is that men and women, we go through the motions of life, right? We have high times. We have low times. There's moments where we do good. There's moments where we don't. But without any purpose, they wonder why they exist. Have you ever, do you ever known someone? Maybe you've been there. Have you ever thought, why do I exist? Why am I here? 
Am I supposed to get up every day? Am I supposed to work? What is my purpose? But can I tell you this, that God has a purpose for you. And this is what we need to know. We are tempted, here's as believers, listen, we are tempted to be ashamed or silence uh, uh, the message of Christianity during this woke time that we live. Now I got quiet in here. But in this moment, I'm going to tell you something. The, the line is being drawn in the sand. You know, Joshua would say this, who is on the Lord's side? And you need to know, hey, are you going to be like Paul? Are you going to go in and say, hey, I'm not ashamed of, of who I am, and I'm not ashamed of what I believe, and I'm not ashamed of the God that I serve? And so Paul, he was not ashamed of the gospel because it was the power of God unto salvation. That's the, that's the qualifier in that verse, okay? For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is what? The power of God unto salvation. And this message of the gospel has the power of God that brings people to salvation. You know why people are saved? Because of the power of God. It's not the eloquent words. It's not how good our worship is. You know what draws people? The power of God. Power here is literally the dunamis from which we get our word dynamic or the word dynamite. To totally, uh, to totally turn them around and give them a reason for being. If you've been saved, can I tell you this? You've been revived. If you've been saved, you've been revived. By the power of God through the message of Jesus Christ. I don't, I, let, me, let me just say this. If you have good news about something, w what we typically do when we have good news about our life, oh, I got a new job, I got a new car. You know what we do? We pick up the phone or we get on social media, we take a picture of it, we say, hey, I got a new car, right? Or, hey, I got a new job. We let people know, right? We tell people good news. But why as believers are we so shy about sharing the good news of Jesus Christ? Now, come on, it's quiet in here, but I believe that the Holy Spirit has set the scene here. I'm going to challenge you. We're going to leave challenge today, okay? But why, as believers, I, I remember one time I had a friend, and he called me, and he called me late at night. I don't know. It was probably like 1130 at night, and he, he, he called me, and he said, hey. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm sitting at home. He goes, this is what you need to do. You need to get in your car, and you need to go down to this gas station and get gas. And I thought, what is wrong with you? And he said, here's why. He said, they've made some kind of error, and gas is like a dollar. And I'm talking, this was the premium. And I thought, well, I'm going to go see what that's about. Don't, don't be all pious like you wouldn't have done the same thing. You guys are like, oh, Pastor TJ, that wasn't right. You shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, you would have done the same thing. And you know what I did? I went down there, and, and sure enough, gas was, was, was cheap. And then what was crazy is I started to see other people I know going in. News traveled fast, right? News travels fast, whether it's good or bad, you know. But anyways, I, I, was, I was watching this story, and it was from 10 years ago. And, and, and anybody know the group Penn and Teller? Anybody know who I'm talking about? The, the magicians from, from Las Vegas? Okay, Penn is a renowned atheist. 
He is a renowned atheist. He, 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 he will stand his ground. But he made this statement in a video from 10 years ago. He said, after one of the shows, he goes, we usually do a meet and greet. And he goes, and we, we, the night before a show, we, we find people and they, they give them props to do in the show or whatever. And he said, this guy from the night before had come to the end of the show. And he's sitting there waiting. He said, and I was greeting people and, and he was returning the props or whatever. And anyways, he kind of went into what, whatever that was. But he said, this guy, he came back, he gave me the props. And he said, knowing that I was an atheist, he said, this man, he came to me, he said, was a very soft-spoken man, was a businessman, and he said, and he gave me this Bible, he said, a Gideon Bible, and, and, and it was just a, a New Testament, the small one, he said, with Psalms, and of course, uh, you know, uh, Penn, who is totally an atheist, doesn't know anything about the Bible, and he said, I don't know if that's, uh, if that's all New Testament, whatever, and he goes, and he gave me this Bible knowing that I was an atheist, and he said, and he made this statement, and it, and it really reiterate this and it it really when I think about this I think as a believer this challenges me okay and he made this statement he said that guy he said he came to me in love he said he didn't cram anything down my throat he didn't tell me that I was wrong for believing the way I believe but he gave me this bible he said he wrote a note in there he gave me his phone numbers and said hey if you want to talk about some of this he, he said he gave it to me he said and he goes and, and he goes I have to commend that guy he said I'm an atheist he said I don't know if I'll ever believe in God he said but what I will tell you this he goes if you believe that God is real you ought to shout it from the rooftops and he said, this guy, knowing that I was an atheist, gave me a Bible. He didn't know who I was. He didn't know how I would react to me. He goes, but the, the thought that he gave me a Bible, he said, if he believes, if he truly believes that God exists, and he believes that, 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 that Jesus is coming, and he believes that, that everything's going to fall off a cliff, he would be shouting. And he said, this guy believed in what he believed enough to sit there and shout to me and let me know that, that he loved me. And he said, I don't know if I'll ever change my mind about God. He said, but I'm going to tell you something. The condition of that man has got me thinking. And you could look that video up. It's, a, it's from about 10 years ago. I don't know if he's made a decision or not made a decision. I don't know. But I'm just going to tell you this. People need to know. People need to know the message of Jesus Christ, the good news. And the message, it gets its power from God, not our eloquent speech, not our theological dissertation, no, ma no matter how much we know. Can I tell you this? You know, the, the power of God draws us to salvation. That's why we can sing songs like Jesus Loves Me. Because it's simple, it's simple theology, but it's true. And here's the thing, we cannot revive people's lives with our words, but the gospel can. We can have all the classes we want. We can do a lot of things. But can I tell you something? The gospel changes people. And the good news today is that if things aren't going well or, or bad, God can turn it around. I mean, do you believe that today? God can fix broken lives. I believe that 100%. And Jesus is still reviving lives today. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is still reviving lives today. Here's the second thing right here. Second reason that Paul wasn't ashamed of the gospel is this. It reveals God's love. The gospel reveals God's love. God doesn't wink and, 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 and when we sin and say, well, boys will be boys. Right? No, God doesn't do that. And God doesn't, he doesn't throw down his fist of fury when we sin and be like, destroy them. 
But this is what, this is what God does. Rather, uh, he, he, gives us, uh, uh, he, he gives us, he wipes us with his, the, the blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Faith is not the beginning of our walk. And oftentimes we think, oh, you got to have faith. Well, you do have to have faith to be saved. But faith is not just for the beginning of our walk with God. It is the staying power to keep walking with God. Okay? Faith is not the beginning of our walk with God. It is the staying power of your walk with God. Now look at this. Romans 1.17, one verse down. It says this. For in it, the righteousness of God is what? It's what? From to from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. They, uh, the just shall live by faith, and in the finished uh, uh, work of the cross of Calvary. Jesus did it. He completed it. It's what the scripture tells us. I love this verse, Romans 5, 8, and I almost used this verse just a few minutes ago. It says this, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Let me take that a step forward. Before you were born, Christ already paid the price for your sins. I love that. And Paul, he knowing, knowing that, was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because he knew, number one, that it revived men's heart and that it, reveal, it reveals God's love. He of all people understood this by the change that happened in him. You remember the Damascus Road, right? He's going down the Damascus Road, and, and the angel shows up, or a Christophany, as I, I, Jesus shows up, and boom, he's blind, right? Can't see, has this great uh, moment, and is, is transformed. Because this is what God does. He revives lives, and it's in the demonstration of, uh, of his, in it, in that his love is towards us. I saw this, and this is a... Cora Bauckham, who is a Nazarene Bible college student, said this. Once a person is redeemed, if the scripture and prayer don't light their fire, their wood is wet. Now take, take note of yourself. If, if you're not burning for Jesus, you need, you need to reevaluate what's going on. If you are a believer and you've been a believer for a long time, you ought to burn for Jesus more today than you did yesterday. Can I tell you this? Today, God is demonstrating his love towards us. And Paul knew this, that preaching the gospel would reveal God's love so he wasn't ashamed of the love of God, even at the detriment of his own life. You guys know how Paul died, right? He was beheaded. Why? Because he was a believer, because he was preaching the gospel. You guys know how Matthew died? One of the apostles I'll, I'll tell you, Matthew had a stake ran through, through him while he was preaching in Ethiopia. You want to know how Andrew died? He was crucified. You want to know how Thomas died? He, he was stabbed uh, with a spear by a soldier while he was preaching the gospel. You know how James died? He was stoned and clubbed to death because he was preaching the gospel. You know how Simon died? Simon was killed after uh, not sacrificing to the sun god. They wanted him to sacrifice to the sun god. He said, no way, Jose, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Matthias was burned at the stake. Peter also crucified, but he didn't want to be crucified like Jesus. He said, crucify me upside down because I'm not worthy to hang like Christ. Philip killed after converting the wife of a Roman leader. And the only one that didn't die, that died of old age, was John. 
And that's just because they couldn't kill him. They tried to boil him. He wouldn't boil. And Paul, we know, was beheaded. And here's the thing. Paul never let fear lead him. He never let fear lead him. He knew things could probably happen. He didn't overthink things. He just said, you know what? I have to spread the message of Jesus Christ. And if it's at the detriment of my own life, I've got to tell people about Jesus. No matter how hard it got or if he was a minority, you know what he did? He kept his eyes on Jesus. I found this, and I'm going to read this. And this is a martyr, and uh, this is a young pastor in Africa. And this young man, I believe it was in 1920, he's in Africa, and he is a believer. And they found this note after he had been killed for preaching the gospel. And I, wa- I want to share what he said. Now, look, listen to this. I want you to listen carefully here. It says this. This is his testimony. I'm part of the fellowship of the unashamed. The die has been cast, and I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I'm a disciple of his, and I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense, and my future is secure. I love that. I'm done and finished with low living, uh, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tame visions, mundane talking, cheap living, and dwarfed goals. He would go on to say this. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotions, plaudits, or popularity. I don't have to be right or first, or tops, or recognized, or praised, or rewarded. I live by faith, lean on his presence, walk by patience, lift by prayer, and labor by Holy Spirit power. Now look at this. My face is set. My gate is fast. My goal is heaven. My road may be narrow, my way rough, My companions few, but my guide is reliable and my mission is clear. I will not be bought. I will not compromise. I will not be detoured. I will not be lured away. I will not turn back. I will not be deluded or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice or hesitate in the presence of of my adversary. I will not negotiate at the table of the enemy, ponder at the pool of popularity, or, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I will not not give up. I will not shut up. I will not let up until I have stayed, stored up, prayed up, paid up, and preached up for the cause of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus. I must give until I drop. I must preach until I know. I must work until he comes. And when he comes, and when he does come for his own, he'll have no problems recognizing me. Recognizing me. My color are clear. Can you stand with me all across this building? Are you not ashamed of the gospel of Christ? I'm going to ask the worship team to come. I have a mind, I have a mind that's made up. I'm going to follow Jesus. There's no turning back. No matter what this world 
gives us. No matter how bleak it looks, I'm going to stand on the truth of God's word. Amen? Amen. Do you believe that today? I'm fired up today. I'm telling you, I look at your neighbor and say, I am not ashamed. Look at your neighbor on the other side and say, I am not ashamed. Look at your neighbor across the building and say, I am not ashamed. Hallelujah. Can you lift your hands all across this building right now? Lord, we honor you. We praise your name today. Lord, you are good. God, today, Lord, we confess, God, to you, Lord, that you are good. And God, I pray right now, Lord, that you would charge uh, God, the faith of saints today. God, let your Holy Spirit, God, begin to take us places that we've never been. God, I pray right now, God, that the, that the Holy Spirit would give us boldness to be witnesses, God, in this world. Lord, that we wouldn't cower down, God, that we wouldn't walk in fear. Lord, that we would move forward, God, in your presence. Paul was not ashamed of the gospel because it revived men's hearts and it reveals God's love. The adversaries of the time neither shook or rattled Paul's faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And can I tell you today, there is nothing in this world that can shake your faith today because you have Jesus Christ in your corner. Today, God is encouraging us and he's charging us to, be dis, uh, to not be discouraged and not be rattled by what we see. Faith, is, 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 faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. Some of us need to stop walking by what we see with our eyes and start walking by what we know and what we're hearing, what the Lord is saying. And I'm here today to encourage you. This is not a beatdown today. I'm here to tell you, to encourage you that we're living in a time where the sand may be shifting. But can I tell you, if you put your feet on the rock of Jesus Christ, you'll be stable. I am not ashamed of the gospel can you lift your hands with me can you stretch your hands towards heaven can you look at the up to heaven and just tell the lord i am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of god unto salvation with your head bowed eyes closed and I believe that God has already moved in this place I just want to give you a moment and I want to charge you today that the Holy Spirit is moving in this place right now and you say hey pastor I've never walked in what you're talking about that radical faith that radical belief that radical boldness Maybe I've been a little bit timid in my faith and maybe I've been afraid to say something when I should have said something. But I need the Lord to move in my heart. If you're here with all heads bowed, all eyes closed, and you say, hey, I... I 
I need the Lord to charge my faith today. I, need, I needed a reminder today that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And if that's you, and it's okay if that's you, that's, no one's going to judge you. We've all been there. You say, hey. I needed that encouragement. You say, hey, I, I need you to pray for me, Pastor. I need you to be with me this, pray with me this week that I could be a better witness for Jesus. If that's you, just lift your hand. Anybody in the building? Thank you. Thank you. Hands going up everywhere. Thank you. Let's do this. Let's just pray right now. If you didn't raise your hand, I want you to just pray for the people around you. Maybe you didn't see their hand. That's okay. Just say, I'm going to pray for the people around me. God, I pray for those who lifted up their hand, God. God, you have called us to be a people of declaration. God, I pray, Lord, that as we move forward in 2021, Lord, that this relationship with you, God, is, as we grow in you, God, Lord, that the boldness of the Holy Spirit would begin to take foot in our lives, God, that we would move forward in power and demonstration in the mighty name of Jesus. God, that if the tides turned, God, and if things got to a certain point, Lord, Lord, that I would have the fortitude to be like this young missionary in Africa and say, I am not ashamed. I'm not turning back. I'm going forward. Nothing's going to change my mind, God. And I pray right now, Lord, that strength would rise, God. God, in these lives, God. God, if we believe it, Lord, we know it. God, we receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, can you give Jesus a hand clap of praise in the house today? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Amen. Amen. Let that go with you this week. Think about that. If, if you were baptized, please come up here. We have some certificates right after announcements. We want to get a picture with everyone. Did you guys, did you enjoy the day today? I tell you what, I, I'm just, I was just challenged today. Just I pray that you have a good week. Lift your hand this way. I want to just say a blessing over you. May the Lord God bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. And may the Lord give you peace this week. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Come on, give him one more hand clap of praise. Amen. Are you blessed in the house this morning? Amen. If you're not might need to have your vitals checked. Pastor charged us up. Amen. have just a few announcements before we're dismissed this morning. First of all, if you're a guest, like Pastor already said, we're so thankful to have you. There are cards in the seat backs in every row, so if you're in front, you can reach behind you, but we just want to get to know you. You can let us know that you're new here, or if God's done something in your life, you can leave us a little note. If you're not new here and you still have something for us to pray with you about, there's cards for that also. You can take those cards to our welcome desk, and if you are new, we have a gift that we'd love to give to you and just be able to bless you and get to know you a little bit better. Also, our offering is done. We have buckets right outside each door for offering and tithing, all different kinds of ways that you can pay online through text, through our kiosk, or through an app. So please um, do that as you're leaving today. And then just a few announcements. So first, Beyond the Broken Heart is this Tuesday at 7 o'clock. 
If you're unfamiliar with this ministry, this is um, led by Katie and, or I'm sorry, Jessica. There's two heart ministries. No, sorry, there's two of them. There, I'm going to tell you about both of them. This one's Katie. Um, so if you're dealing with any kind of grief, um, this is a group for you just to come and love and just minister with each other, that time of fellowship. Um, they're doing amazing things. So any type of grief, that group is for you. And then on Thursday is, I want to make sure I get these names right, Healing Hearts. And that is for anyone, any woman that has experienced any type of abuse, any type at all. This is a nice um, private place for you to come and connect with others and be lifted up. And then finally, this Wednesday, our um, adult Bible study on James is going to be ending. And then the following Wednesday on the 10th, we're going to be going back to men's and women's classes. That is all of our announcements today. You guys have a blessed Sunday.